This is CliffCentral.com. Hi there, it's Michael Kahn here, and I'm in studio at the CX Innovation and Tech Fest with Brett Lindsay. We are talking about innovation around customer experience and the disruption thereof. How are you, Brett? I'm well, Mike. How are you doing? That was a very formal start to a, to a Futurology it, podcast. It, it was, it was. Um, and when you say studio, it's very loosely interpreted as a big auditorium at the Maslow. Fantastic, though, isn't it? <laughs> it They've is given good. us a whole auditorium. I, f- I feel quite special. Um, but, Brett, it's been a yes. fantastic two days here. It has, it really um, has. And, you know, this is an introduction to to, to all of our guest speakers who who have joined us in the in our makeshift studio, our outside broadcast. Yep. Um, and, and how have you found it, Brett? It's really insightful. I, I like the fact that there's a lot of local speakers yes. uh, all sharing case studies and use cases from local businesses doing things to impact the customer service area within our country. 100%. And it's great to see that. I mean, we've always known South Africa is a great hotpot for, for innovation. And... It's great to have innovation, but it's another thing to execute it and put it into the workplace. And Absolutely. There's great things happening in South Africa. So that's encouraging. And, and inspiring. But, but yes. it's also been quite interesting listening to, to a lot of the comments in the audience. It's really interesting to see a lot of uh, the challenges people are facing around innovation and this world of disruption with technology, yeah, yeah. Um, which, which is really what we're doing here. It's really about the inspiring part of 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 what we offer as 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 a podcast as as an organization for sure getting into organizations and inspiring people to to shift their thinking around that yeah so rather than being afraid of the future start absolutely. embracing the possibilities around that change absolutely and it's really cool uh, the the great thing about customer experience as a as a focus is that it's it's about the people again 100% absolutely so it's not technology led it's not all these things that are sometimes too big to understand or comprehend it comes down to the person it comes down to a real Real need with real people. Absolutely. And we can inspire that change to say, don't fear, embrace that change, let's uh, go. Absolutely, which is critical. But Brett, do you want to just give us a very brief introduction to what this is all about? Cool. So in short, it's the CX Innovation and Tech Fest where they celebrate people, technology, ideas, and innovations that are literally transforming the way businesses make and keep customers. That's the important thing. So it's one thing to get them, but how do you retain them? Absolutely. And that's, it's, it's around service and what is the, the big talk around CX and what are we doing innovatively? What are we doing things? But it comes down to the fact that we know the world is changing. Absolutely. Customers are more demanding. Customer loyalty is decreasing. New technologies are constantly emerging. And it's, it's how do you get your market share? As a business that has a huge consumer base, how do you get that market share? How do you attract them? How do you keep them? How do you seduce them to stay with you or even come across from the dark side? And you've got to make sure that it's the USP that you start to have is around customer experience and the customer service. It's not so much low-cost pricing anymore. It's not high-quality product. It's how, what is your brand? What is the combination of all of that? Absolutely. And there's great discussion happening here at, at this. And it's, it's, it's round about how technology has become an essential tool to enable a shift in thinking uh, with business to move more into a CX way of life. And, uh, yeah, it's really great to see it happening here in, in Johannesburg. Fantastic. Well, enjoy this podcast. What we have done is we've changed the format here. So please download this podcast. And the rest of the CX podcasts are available on our Futurology homepage on Cliff Central. Yeah, and if you want to follow us on Twitter, we have a Twitter handle at Futurology Show. And you can tweet us as much as you like. And we'll be tweeting out some of the shows as well. So follow Absolutely. Us. Fantastic. Enjoy. We've just had a fascinating chat, Brett, yeah. from a Mr. Andrew Foster. Welcome, Andrew. 
how it goes. Excellent. Yeah, I cannot complain. Andrew, you're an ex-South African, I living in, in the UK. I'm Mike, always a South African. How can you call me an ex? Well, I'm just a South African that doesn't live here anymore. Okay, all right. I, I apologize. <laughs> I was going to apologize for you having to live in the UK. <laughs> yeah, there is that. Where do you stay in the UK? I live in Surrey. I've okay. been there for 20 years. Yeah? So uh, I haven't lost the accent, though. No, you, you, uh, you have one of my marks of, you know, just I, I am a true South African and the pommies have to put up with me. Say bry. 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 Okay. Yeah, man. Okay. All right, put. Cool. We're, all, we're good to go. Egrol my erne. Tell us about yourself, Andrew. Let's just jump straight into this because that was a fantastic presentation. Thank you very much. So I am a professional shit stirrer. Okay. Um, my wife <laughs> refused to let me put that on my business card, though. So my business card says... You're not I, a very good shit stirrer, are you? I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know... You've got to watch it with a wife. Eh? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you've and, got to know who's boss. And, and I did like the title of your talk, Do You Really Know Who I Am? So no, that's tomorrow's uh, talk. Oh, is that tomorrow's is that talk? Yeah, too? tomorrow's okay. is Do You Really Know Who I Am? So uh, you're in for another whole session tomorrow fantastic. all about me. Then you can really get to know me. So here's the precursor to tomorrow. That's it. I build myself as an innovation catalyst. Yes. And uh, that's specifically vague so that people have to say, what is that? Yes. You know, so, and, and what it is, is I ignite innovation initiatives. I try yes. and stir things up. And I do that by tracking tips, technologies, yes. innovations, patents, and startups. Wonderful. So I'm a trend tracker and I get loads and loads of insight from analysts and researchers and really smart people at events like this. Yes. And I just pull them all together and I tell stories to people. Beautiful. And those stories will most often spark some idea in them and then I fan the flames. And I go, that's fantastic. And what about? Fantastic. And, uh, yeah. So that's what I do. Excellent. Well, one thing that I noticed about you off the bat, and it's a, it's a, it's a radio show, it's a very audio-focused thing, and uh, the, I'm noticing that you're wearing a QR code uh -huh. on your shirt. And uh, this is all about customer experience, making things easier for the user experience and stuff. How is that working for you, having a QR code on your T-shirt? So the QR code is is, is quite specific um, because I'm trying to gain Twitter followers, ah. and a uh -huh. Twitter app has a built-in QR code uh, scanner. If yes. you didn't know that. And the latest iPhones uh, from 7 Up, um, you don't even have to open the Twitter app itself. You can just open up the camera app and it, the camera app will automatically recognize QR codes Brilliant. and it will go to the destination. Excellent. And the reason why I do that is, although here in South Africa, you all understand that Forster is a surname, yes. right? And it's spelled with a V. Um, over yeah. anywhere okay. outside of South Africa, Andrew Forster, people never know how to spell my name. Yep. So they yep. can't find me on Twitter. <laughs> so now I make it easy for them and I just say, scan me. And Bang. Great straight customer to my experience. Straight on your T-shirt. Well, exactly I, I, what I'm I've just scanned for. you. I've just scanned Andrew Forster. So very good. But now listen. Uh, just this, hold on. If, yeah. you, if you're not, if you're listening, we can't see your QR code. Yeah. So if you are wanting yeah. to get Twitter followers, how do we follow you on Twitter? Um, at Andrew Forster, and that is spelled A-N-D-R-E-W-V-O-R-S-T-E-R. Dot com. And cool. That's me. And let's yeah. dig into the talks. Fantastic. I'm just adding your, your uh, URL there. Sorry. Brilliant. Same thing. So let's dig into the talk. I mean, you, you spoke about the six E's. 
I let's have a, the six E's. Let's have a chat about the six E's because this is all about customer experience. The customer is evolving. Exponential technology is redefining how things are actually working. So everything is changing. Yeah. And everything has changed, and it's about to change again. And it's constantly changing. So, I mean, the six C's, you've always got to have some marketing fluff, right? So I had to have the six C's of customer experience. Yeah, yeah. It alliterates, it rhymes nicely. And I kicked off with the uh, future of customer experiences connected. Now, of course, everybody listening will be familiar with the Internet of Things. But my, my intention behind that bit was I don't think people quite realize the extent to which the Internet of Things can transform the customer experience. Exactly. Tell us about panties and condoms. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you don't understand why there is such a thing as a connected condom, then clearly you have no concept of data collection for performance management. So <laughs> then we shouldn't be talking about that. Uh, Brett's yes. Brett, Brett blushing a bit. You know. <laughs> Are you all right no there, Brett? No time for connected condoms. Come on. No time for connected <laughs> You know what? That's, that's really a bad thing because well, let's just move on. <laughs> he has no performance problems because it doesn't sound like there's too much performance going on. Anyway. Uh, yeah, and we'll, we'll gloss over the panties. I'll leave that up to your imagination as to how the customer experience could be... Uh, Satisfaction um, poll results. Yes, yeah, yeah. Chantal <laughs> Buerta was squirming a little bit in the back end of the oh, room there. shame. And she's, and, on, uh, she's on later. So yeah, yeah, we'll ask yeah. her about connected I've got panties. to see that. Uh, yeah. But the point that you made is, is that some things should are connected and some things should be connected and some things maybe not so much. Yeah, there were some... There, there are some weird things, and I've come across some weird things beforehand. Uh, connected water bottles. Why the hell do I need a bottle to tell me how much water I've drunk? I just look at the damn thing. Um, <laughs> but there are, you know, I, and I can see the use cases that come out. If you go to CES, the whole place is IoT. Everything's becoming connected. Um, but I was really, really fascinated about the whole smart labels concept of yes. uh, smart clothing, yeah, which is why I showed that Avery Dennison video. I mean, mm, they've imagined yeah. this entire ecosystem um, that, that's enabled by having smart, smart tags, smart labels in your clothes that um, they get to know their customers better than they can, their customers can share the clothing items yeah. in terms of the concepts, that kind of thing. And then they, you know, they're using it to drive loyalty and then also to drive the circular economy to prompt people to recycle, give them rewards if they recycle Absolutely. or donate the clothing, that kind of thing. And so it goes on and so it goes on. Um, and I think that we're only at the beginning of envisaging Mm. what smart products can actually deliver in terms of a customer experience. Absolutely, because it really comes down to the data that comes out of those smart products, isn't it? So I, I always tell people the Internet of Things has nothing to do with the Internet or yes. the things. The Internet of Things is all about the data. The data. That's the goal that you're always looking for. Absolutely. Sure. And, and with the amount of data that is coming specifically out of the Internet of Things and the industrial Internet of Things, and our cars, our homes, our factories, our workplaces, that kind of thing, that led very, was a good segue into the next C, which was cognitive. That's right. Yeah. You know, we need, we need to throw compute power at trying to make sense of all of this data. We've got huge amounts of data. And and trying to make sense of it all to to uh, personalize our products to drive better customer experiences, we need help. We yeah, can't sure. do that by ourselves. So we've got this this rise in AI adoption in so many different places. Um, and I touched on a number of things in there about you know how AI is it going to take our jobs or yeah, is it going to be our best friend to help us to do our jobs sure. better? And I I'm one of those you know I'm always coming down on the positive side a lot, and I'm going I embrace AI. 
and look at how you can use Absolutely. AI, um, whether it's for your own employees to deliver better customer experiences, whether it can be uh, um, your your uh, first point of contact for employees, um, whether it can be uh, interfacing directly with your customers. Um, I think that, and AI, you know, I'm not looking at, at the moment, uh, maybe I'm just naive, at the imminent rise of sentient machines. Yeah, I am um, astonished. Skynet is coming. Well, yeah, I am astonished at the rate at which um, machines are getting closer to what mimics humans. Mm. Yes. But let's be perfectly honest. We have no clue how our own brains work. No clue. <laughs> and and thinking or hoping that yeah. a machine is going to figure out how our brains work so they, they can work like us. And as a matter of fact, maybe it's better if they don't because we're pretty flawed things in the first no, place. You know, so I'm a little bit on the side of, yes, machines are getting incredibly smart and they can mimic humans. Uh, and, absolutely. But, but I've got a um, – I ran a session at Money 2020 around AI and financial services. And one of the people on my session um, was from an insurance company. And they use an AI to determine um, your payout on a claim. And they said one of their biggest things that they are building and that they are trying to get better and better and better is building empathy into their AI (laughs) so that it doesn't appear to be a human. uh, Sorry, it doesn't appear to be a robot because the last thing, if you've just suffered a loss of something, you know, that could be something, a a physical item that you've lost or something like that. It's deeply personal. You're quite emotional when you go and submit a claim and you get online and you hit a chatbot. That's not going to be a great customer experience. So they are, they constantly training their chatbot, their AI to be more, to, to show more empathy. So emotional counselors might still be safe from some sort of Well, I think, you know, all sorts of philosophers, people who will train AIs like you would train a human child. Yeah. No, absolutely. And and it's an interesting one because it's something brands do need to adopt. You know, you cannot be scared of it. I mean, it's interesting. And you're right. I'm fascinated by this world of of AI and how we think in consciousness because the next time a brain actually thinks, it'll be the first time. Yeah, (laughs) because it's our mind that thinks. It's not the brain that thinks. And, And it just shows you the depth of of our lack of understanding around this in, in general. Um, but, yeah, it makes it a really, really interesting um, space for us to move into. And this whole thought of, you know, we've got to think of feelings as a thought process yeah. as opposed yeah. to a feeling and as opposed to emotion. Brett's jumping up and down. I, am. Yeah. I mean, other things. We, we went through a great talk, and we've only got a fraction of the time to discuss all of these things. But you spoke about uh, ads where humans not need apply for jobs that are coming up yeah. in the future. Uh, we're speaking about feelings because, ultimately, people – are the things that inhabit this planet. We just happen to be making these tools that help us. Yeah. Uh, one thing was not just customer experience, but employee yes. experience. And the impact yeah. behind so, that was wild. So a key, that, that was a massive stat um, that came out of SAP. In their 2016 report, yes. um, they, they published a statistic where they have been quantifying the impact of change on their their uh, employee experience. So they've got mm-hmm. a thing that they call the Business Health Culture Index, BHCI. And they have determined empirically that a 1% change in the BHI score of their employees results in an 80 to 90 million euro impact on operating revenue per year. Per year. Oh, wow. Well, that is an astonishingly big number. That should cause everybody to sit up and take notice. Well, you kind of wonder what they were doing with the Guptas in the first place. Then. <laughs> seriously. No, seriously. I mean, I mean you, to make good business, you can do it properly by focusing on yeah. quality 
customer experience is creating the right value. You don't have to do these disingenuous things. Yeah. Yeah. But, but this is all part of the conversation, which is your next C, isn't it? Well, so just before I jump into the next C, there was one point that I wanted to make yes. to do with the employee experience, and that is I've got a question for everybody out there. All of this, the management in companies at the moment, and the higher up the chain you rise, the more training they would have gone on. They would have gone on management training, on yeah. finance training, on HR training, maybe even on communication training. How many of them go on CX training? Yeah. How many of the people that sit at the top table have actually gone to customer experience training that they can yeah. understand Absolutely. the impact and therefore the impact that their employee experience would have yes, on the is. ultimate customer experience. So the customer might not always be right in the new day and age, but no, their experience can always the, be amazing. Their, their experience, even, yeah, yeah. even when you've got to say no to a customer, you've still got to do it in such a way that you don't damage that relationship sure. with no. them. You've got to find a way yeah. of letting them down easily. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting, Andrew, because I, I mean, my, my background comes out of brand and I did a lot of work in brand culture. And it's funny, as technology is going faster and faster, and the change is driving and driving, what is actually also happening is those things that always were relevant have stayed the same. Yeah. The quality of the customer Still experience, there. Uh, the, uh, the, the employee experience. You can't change that. Yeah, and I dropped in the, the Richard Branson quote, yeah, which went absolutely. along the lines of forget about your customer experience, look after your absolutely. employees, and they will give your customers the experience they deserve. Yep. And that is so, if you've ever come into contact with any of Virgin's products, I mean, yeah. I'm a massive uh, Virgin Airlines fan, and Virgin Airlines' experience in flying is significantly above a lot of the no, other I airlines. Think they uh, no, no, seriously, they, <laughs> really? wanted, they wanted to charge me 600 rand to, to get an extra length seat at the, at the emergency exit. I think they're shocking. So you need seriously. to take that <laughs> up with Richard. No, you know, seriously, go, I've got this no is time a for bad that. customer experience. But it's a small thing, and you know, you get on the plane and you see some shorty little chap sitting there at that seat, and you kind of go, why? Because he, he had the 600 rand. Because he had the 600 bucks. No, no, <laughs> no, no one bought it. But anyway, I think, I think there's, there's, there's still, there's still the, the, the view of, of business principle. There's, uh, customer experience is wonderful. Yeah. But yeah. everybody, if you want experience, experience has value. And I think a lot of people are placing more value in the experience and yes. are happy to pay the 600 rand for, yes. for an extra length seat or for an enhanced experience. It, it, it so, is a or, very good or, point. Or, or, or I'm not prepared to pay the 600 rand, and I bet you moan about it for the next 10 years. Yeah. Um, and they've actually, cost, they've actually lost a very valuable client. And in the Twitter sphere, yeah. if, if, that, if that, just a thing around customer experience, if, if the Twitter sphere picks up on, say, a complaint around yeah. a specific airlines, the customer experience of the competitor could be one where they come and say, well, we'll give you the upgraded seat. Yes. Why don't you come and join experience with us? And it's about Absolutely. experience. Yeah, so, so interesting. Um, what I was going to say was, you know, did you try the celebrity style, you know, do you know who I am? Which is the opening line yeah. of my tomorrow talk, actually. Um, but it's the whole, you know, um, that's, uh, clout yeah. scores used to be a big thing yeah, years yeah, ago, yeah. you know, and everybody's going, oh, you know, your clout score week and stand up and go, you know, if you don't give me the experience that I believe I deserve, um, my, my followers are going to know about For it because sure. I'm an influencer. And Rant and Rave is now one of the, the, yeah. the companies that are doing that now in a big way. Um, I'm a little bit skeptical about the actual, you know, the people on the ground, really, they don't give a shit because they've usually got a script that they follow yeah, and they just go, uh, procedure says no. Procedure yeah, says exactly. no. Yeah. Yeah, but right, I think right. that right. what's important for brands, and when I talk about the employee experience, what's important for brands is to give those employees um, the ability to make their own decisions 
decisions. Yeah. And if they look at you and they go, you know what, it's really not going to be worth our while getting the extra 600 rand mm. for that seat, and as, exactly. as opposed to a really dissatisfied customer. Yeah, all the ranting, exactly. or anything else. And to give that employee the discretion to be able to say, you know what, you have it. Go on yeah. over there. I mean, I've, I've had shocking experiences with airlines that we could sit here for a long time. <laughs> sure. That's not the discussion. Them, so we're talking yeah. the six C's of customer experience uh, yeah. with Andrew Forster on the back of your talk here at the CX Innovation Tech Fest. We've gone through connected, cognitive, and conversational points. We've got contextual, curated, and collaborative to get through in the skinny end of this interview. No worries. So after the com- once the conversation has started and we have curated media... So they, well, we had contextual before curated. Yes, so right. the contextual, contextual was all about um, moments that matter. Yes. That's what Google's big thing is all about, yeah. you know, the context. Um, make me an offer at the right place at the right time. Make sure that your brand is in the, a moment that counts and for me and know who I am. Yeah. So give me signposts. Show yeah. me show 100%. me how to do things. Yeah. Make my life easier. And, and Google is a big one on this with their context cards. If you've got an Android phone, you'll be very familiar with context cards. Um, I went, uh, visited a mate recently and we said, oh, let's go out for a bite to eat. And he, he said, oh, I've heard about this new place just down the road. I'm just going to Google it quickly. So he had a look and he yeah. went, oh, yeah, you know, it's less than a mile. We'll, we'll just have a quick walk over there, you see. So he had found the spot. And so we walked out of his flat. He's got an Android phone. As we got to the stairs and we walked onto the street, his phone flashed and buzzed in his pocket. So he picked it up and, and it was a Google card. And it said, um, we, it looks like you're going on the way to this restaurant. You know, Should would you like to call a Uber. Oh, wow. So he went, no, 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 and he just dismissed the card. And we walked about, hey, just a couple of steps down, and his phone flashed again. He picked it up, and it said, um, we noticed that you're walking towards a restaurant. A number 22 bus goes from this bus stop directly ahead of you, <laughs> and will take you 10 minutes to be able to get there. Um, and would you like to make a reservation? Because yeah. according yes. to statistics, it says it's really busy over here. Now, that's really injecting, that that's making yeah. contextual. And he was going... Oh yeah, actually, cool. I didn't even think of making a booking. And if he didn't, if he didn't get on the bus and he didn't take the Uber, they probably would have said, "Well, we see you like walking. Would you like a nice, comfortable pair of shoes?" <laughs> probably yeah, yes. So Contextual it's... commerce, being in, 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 engaged, right place, right time. It's all about that right message, right time. It's a mm-hmm. holy grail of marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, get absolutely. the customer when they're at their most what's most receptive. Point of, uh, what's it? The power of persuasion at the point of decision. There we go. That's the one that I heard yes. a while back, yeah. which is very cool. Yeah, cool. So, so that from, from contextual that leads you onto the curated and the curated yeah. is all about creating the experience. Yes. And, and I put up this, uh, the, 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 um, a slide saying, you know, we all, we are all experienced collectors. Mm. I'd actually snapped that photo when I was in Australia for the Australian version of this Tech Fest conference. Yes. And that was an advert for Han Beer where they were going, you know, we're all experienced collectors. And it is the new badge of honor. Mm. is experiences. It's not, you know, do I drive a flash car? Do I have great clothes? Do I have a big house? The badge of honor is what have you experienced in life so far? You know, have you been a part of this experience? Whether that's a festival, whether it's travel, whether it's an awesome customer experience, you know, Mm. it's the, you know, have you had a meal at this restaurant? It is insanely good and they've got the right ambience and that Mm. kind of a thing. Mm. So the whole curated bit is leading to this whole uh, um, industry around creating Instagrammable interiors for shops and things Absolutely. like that, you know, retail experiences. And, and, and I just want to reference back to your original point around the connected, because it's not just about social media in no. terms of this curated. If you're able to bring in your IoT frameworks, etc., 
you know, it, it adds to the quality of the experience because, again, curated is also about understanding the data that you're receiving and then actioning that data in the same way. So at the heart of all of your six points here really is how you're using data. How you're using data. And that's, that's why tomorrow's is a separate session because it's all about data. It's fantastic. all about data. Fantastic. But, and then that finally comes on to the um, collaborative, yeah. which is all about Nobody, else. <laughs> nobody can create a fantastic experience by themselves yeah. these days. You have to collaborate in within an Absolutely. ecosystem, and you've got to look out for those partners. Who are you going to collaborate with mm. to join forces together and create a differentiating customer experience? Mm. Mm. And there's multiple ways, and I could do a whole Absolutely. session just I, on that. I do like that you use the word e ecosystem. The fact that it's it's not about the the take, take, take. It's no. about how we give to each other as well within yeah. that space. It's yeah. all participating within yeah. there, and there's Absolutely. fantastic examples. Absolutely. So now, now you, you're jumping into data tomorrow. Sorry, I'm getting a bit carried away here. Tell Tell us a bit about what, what, what it is, because this will only get released after you've done the talks. I don't want to so, give the, the community here a bit of a heads up. Yeah, so the data, the data session is all about, it's called Do You Know Who, Do You Really Know Who I Am? Yes. Um, and I, I start off with an anecdote about my dad, who used to use that expression quite a lot back when I was growing up in the 70s. He <laughs> used to embarrass the hell out of me when he was standing in a bank or something. He'd go, Do you know who I am? And was he, was he quite was, famous? Uh, no, not at all. That's I mean, the whole thing. Famous for asking, jeez, <laughs> yeah, you know. But it was um, it was just his expectations. Yeah, Everybody yeah. around him knew who he was because yeah. he knew that that was. If people knew who he was, they would give him a different level of service. Because um, mm -hmm. even though he was only moderately su successful, he sort of punched above his weight by um, doing people favors. Yeah. And and he didn't see it as doing favors. He just saw it as he knew them very well and he could help them out in some ways. Mm -hmm. So therefore, yeah. they would help him out in return. But sometimes when the staff of those companies didn't know who he was, he wasn't getting the service that he expected. Right. And then I, I tell a, I go into a very personal story about a six-month sabbatical that I took. Um, yeah. And I talk all about the great things that I did, which is absolutely got subtle to do with customer experience but there's one common thread the whole way through and that is I spent shitloads of money uh. and which means that my bank has more data on me and knows me better than even my wife because there's certain yeah. things that I've done that my wife yes. should never well, see my bank statements they about. shouldn't know you that well Yes. Well, exactly. Yes. And then the, you know, that's it's, the whole it's, punchline it's, is it. the loyalty and rewards offer that they gave me at ah. the end of it, which is so diametrically opposed mm. to who I really am. So the audience gets a sense of who I really am. And, and I, you know, I'm a scuba diver. I'm an off-road motorbike rider. Um, I love food and drink. I yeah. love EDM music. I took my girls to an EDM festival and introduced yeah. them to the concept of EDM. Okay. Um, so I'm a massive raver. I did a yeah. long distance <laughs> motorbike drive. I did all these things, and the the offer that gave me w was clearly in done via a market segmentation that says this bloke's in his fifties, his kids have left home, he's uh, fat, old, and lazy, and this is what we're <laughs> going to offer him. And it was a completely crap offer, um, and and it was it destroyed my relationship. I've been with that bank for over thirty years, yeah, yeah. and and it's just like you know, it leaves you feeling emotionally like you've had a breakup because you go, you should know me better than that, you know. And then I go on to explain some of the new models that are emerging around mm -hmm. 
data brokering, uh, particularly in the EU, we've got a lot of pressure on GDPR, uh, the General Data Protection Regulation, which also impacts you guys. If any company here in this country um, deals with anybody from the EU's data, they fall under GDPR. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's making lots of people worried about what to do about GDPR. Um, And you've got the rise of these data brokers in the middle saying, actually, give your data back to the customer and put it in a vault where the customer can then explicitly permission it back to yeah, you again. Yeah, there, there, um, there's, there's a lot around this. There's a lot around that. And I, I talk yeah. around some of that, and then I touch on uh, one of the things when you're dealing with data is this very fine line between creepy and cool. Yeah, it's, it's how you know there is a level. Is, is this where the condoms and the panties? No, come no, no. That was today's. So there's completely no, different anecdotes to it. Well, depends on your perspective. <laughs> there, you know. There's, uh, yeah, no. Both these guys here are blushing. <laughs> it's fantastic. The discussions around customer experience are one that's going to keep going for a long while, and uh, it's definitely something where businesses need to think of their strategy about what got their clients, not necessarily what's going to keep their clients. Yeah, and it's very cool that it's something that needs to keep it iterating, improving, and once again, thank you for your time. You're welcome. Uh, we'd love to have you back on the show. We wish you had more time. But uh, we need to get back to the CX Innovation and Tech Fest here in uh, Johannesburg. And Andrew Forster, thank you very great much. Great to meet you guys. Lovely. Have a thank great you, time. Andrew. All of the best. Well, that was fun, Brett. I enjoyed that chat. It yeah. really, really was. Fantastic. And uh, that was just one interview of so many great speakers here at the CX and Innovation Tech Fest. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, if you liked this uh, interview and you liked hearing all the thoughts and uh, future explorations, then there's more. There is. It's, it's on the Futurology uh, CX page. Yes. So please go and find those on there. Also on iTunes. And, of course, if you want to be inspired within your organization, drop us a line because what you've experienced here, we're quite happy to come and set up a framework within your organizations because the inspirational part of moving beyond the disruption and, mm. and, and the challenge of technology is important to you. So thank you, Brett. I've yeah, enjoyed it. Thank our you, time. Michael. This is CliffCentral.com.